0: We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined by Kyle Porter. Boy, exciting weekend ahead. Uh, Oklahoma State going to Kansas State. Not exactly a marquee game, but definitely a game both teams need to have if they want to make a bowl game, huh, Kyle?
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, it, it, it's hard because I, I'm, I'm anti, like, um, you, you know how we talk about like LeBron's legacy changing on like every possession and how silly that is. And and I think that we do that way too much in sports generally, but with college football, there's a little bit of truth to it because you only have 12 games and and each one of these is, you know, as the season wears on, they get bigger and bigger and bigger, especially in, in conference play. And so it sounds like hyperbole to say like Oklahoma state's bowl hopes could be resting on the K state game, but it might be true. Like, I, we, we have no idea how the rest of the season is going to play out. And uh, I, I don't know. They, they really need to win this game just to get a little momentum going in the right direction going into the bye week.
0: Well, we've talked about how testy Gundy's been since losing. Have you heard what Bill Snyder did this week when it was asked about the quarterbacks? <laughs> I, I, ha- I have the clip right here. Do you want to hear it? Please play it. Sparking the offense, where there's similarities between what Skyler did. I'm, i you, you write what the hell you want to write. <laughs> <laughs> and what you can't see there, that's from uh, Chris Lilly from from K A K E News and up in uh, Kansas. What you can't see there is Bill just puts his hand up, like stop talking.
1: <laughs> you write that what the hell you want to write? That's so good.
0: I love Which it. We never we never really see Bill get that testy. So obviously. Any coach is going to get frustrated when they lose, but I mean, the guy was just asking about his quarterbacks, so I guess I guess quarterbacks is when they really get testy.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's hard because, like, as a as fan, like as somebody, if you're a fan of Oklahoma State, you want you kind of want that, right? Like, you want Gundy to get fired up and fire back at the media and all this different stuff, but at the same time, like, you don't want a coach who just starts flying off the handle and losing his cool and getting frustrated when you go four and two, you know? And I, I think that Gundy has been, you know, I, I, even after the losses, the tech loss, the Iowa State loss, his press conference afterwards, it was kind of – it It wasn't ambivalent, but he was just sort of like, oh, well, you know, here's the stuff we did wrong and and on to the next one. And, and so you did have the, the Jalen McCluskey situation, but I feel like on the whole he's been pretty – mild-mannered given how poorly they've played in in two of the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, those were catastrophic home losses. Like, to lose to two teams you never lose to at home, looking at what you have left on the schedule, I would have expected him to act more perturbed by it, uh, upset by it, uh, disturbed, any word you want to use. Like, I just kind of compare it with, and again, this is all I have to compare it to because this is the other team that I cover, is, is Oklahoma they lose to Texas in a huge rivalry game totally different games obviously but Lincoln Riley was like he was pissed like he was like he was kind of saying you know no one's better than us at bouncing back from from losses just check our record was real have a few one word answers was real testy and was basically the opposite of of Mike Gundy and I'm not saying one way's right or the other cuz like you're you're right you don't want the coach to be flying off the handle I thought Gundy handled it just fine. Just I, I expected his reaction to be different than it was. That's not to say it's right or wrong. But do you think maybe but,
1: he? You know how like when uh, when NBA or uh, basketball coaches in general like the, they'll go like looking for a technical to kind of change the change the trajectory of the game and and you know kind of kind of get it get their team going. Do you think Gundy? Do you think he needs to do that, or is that something that you're just like, nah, you know,
0: it's kind of whatever. Isn't that something like he used to do that we really don't see anymore? Do you yeah. remember those Gundy like conniptions where he would like on a pass interference it wasn't called, he would like almost like go down to one knee, like swiping at the ground. You know what I mean? Do you remember those? Yes. I missed those. He, I
1: think he was trying to undo his ski pants in the. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> like and he, he has become like, you know, Gundy is a character when it comes to like press conferences, but like, during the games, he's kind of become like a statue. Maybe that's just because he's been doing it for so long, kind of, kind of, kind of almost echoing the the Bill Snyder uh, way of doing things. But uh, I don't think anyway. I don't think him complaining about the you're going nuts on an official is going to get them called for less penalties. That to me has been my biggest concern with the team.
1: Well, they did but, go, he did go into the crowd on, on Monday at his presser and started blocking Mark Cooper of the Tulsa world showing,
0: <laughs> showing what, uh,
1: what Oklahoma state was doing wrong in terms of blocking techniques. So that was, you know, maybe that's as close
0: as we're going to get. And apparently, uh, his dog ate Barry Trammell sandwich too. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Kinsey, I think's her name. The dog that he brings to his press conference. I guess Barry had didn't have time to finish his media meal and set it down, and the dog ate it.
1: <laughs> that's uh, I had not heard that. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, that's that's the state of affairs. But do you know, Kyle? Do you know what thought I had when I was watching? I went back and watched Iowa State oklahoma state
1: why did everybody go back and watch this kyle boone went back and watched it you went back like what well i didn't
0: get to i didn't get to watch it from start to finish Uh, is why i I wasn't watching it in the moment i was i was down at texas i was at the cotton bowl i watched most of the second half but i didn't get to see much of the first half so i went back and watched it and you know like my, my overall feeling as i was watching it was kyle it was this is what osu could look like if when Gundy moves on and they make you know they make a different hire and this is very easily what OSU football frankly is supposed to be kind of a you know seven and five eight and four six and six that's that's kind of what OSU's been throughout their entire history b- before Gundy you know give or take a few seasons from Les Miles obviously but uh, did you have any of those thoughts or feelings my thought was if they make a wrong hire after Gundy this is exactly what OSU football is going to look like. And that's even saying that while Gundy's coaching the team. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's just a thought I kept having as I was watching it.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I think the thing that I've thought about is how and I I probably have said this on here before, maybe I've said it to friends or whatever, but just how does this all end? You know, and whether that's in 2020 or 2025 or 2030, it you it, like I feel like the stoops to to Lincoln Riley handoff is the uh, is an anomaly. It never ends like that ever, and maybe you're seeing that a little bit in in Manhattan right now with Kansas State. It's like uh, should, you know how how do we do how do we even do this? Like, what does the transition even look like? And I think you know we've seen with with Gandhi like. I think he's going to be in order forever. I think he's going to retire there, or, you know, how, however it ends. I'm, I'm just I'm really curious from a from a macro perspective to see how that goes over the next five, six, seven, eight, nine years.
0: Yeah, that is curious. And I, I kind of have thought about that, too, in a different way, thinking about Bill Snyder, like, will Mike Gundy coach. He's always said he's not going to coach as long as Bill Snyder has. I don't think many people will, but. Is Gundy going to coach there till he's sixty? I mean, I don't know. I think, I think the ball is really in his court on that, Kyle, because I think Gundy's earned enough equity to kind of call it when he when he wants to call it. Uh, no one really knows that yet. I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. But uh, Gundy's always said he's not going to coach into you know his late sixties or anything of that nature. So that that will be curious. And I think, I think also, so I thought you were going to say that you were wondering. Could Mike Holder hire a Mike Boynton for football, where they start mm. recruiting, you know, at a higher level than they've recruited in the past 10, 15 years? Because I think that's kind of that's piqued my interest. Seeing, you know, again, basketball you only recruit, you know, a tenth of the amount of players that football recruits. I understand that, but man, he's he's killing it, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if they could hire someone that could. Really revitalize the recruiting in football too, because that's that's something that's been a problem this year, Kyle. When you don't have Mason Rudolph, as we talked about on the last show, Uh, there's there's some real deficiencies there on the roster.
1: You know how uh, you probably didn't see the press conference after the game because you were covering OU Texas, but Gundy said after the game he was like, "Look, you don't, you guys don't bring things up like penalties and special teams and whatever, as long as we're winning, as long as Oklahoma State's winning," is what he said. And I thought that was a pretty good point. Like, we look at games differently based on wins and losses. Uh, There's mistakes in every game. There's good things in every game. But we tend to focus on the mistakes when they lose and focus on the good things uh, whenever they win. And I I feel a little bit like that with Gundy right now. I feel like I'm going back, and because they've been pretty mediocre over the last – I mean, that's pretty generous. Very mediocre in the Big 12 so far, below average in the Big 12 – you go back and start looking at the negatives. Well, what are the negatives? It's not recruiting that well. It's losing games at home, and then you stop looking at the positives, which is, uh, you know, they're fifty-three and f- or fifty-eight and five in their last sixty-three games when they uh, when they play unranked teams. Like they just dominate unranked teams, and and different things like that. They've won. 36 of their last 47 overall, just these ridiculous numbers that if you, if you step back and look at it, you're like, wow, this is, you know, like we need to pump the brakes on, um, you know, not, not on looking at Gundy critically, but on like thinking about a different trajectory, because that's, that's immediately where your mind goes. Like you, or for me, it is, you know, they lose a couple of games and it's like they can't win without a good quarterback and all, and all these different things. And uh, I don't know, football, college football is fickle, man. And I, I think that we see that every year with different programs and, and different coaches who are uh, seemingly established and, and they get, um, you know, they get upended a couple of times and you're like, well, is this guy actually that good? And I feel like that's a little bit of, of what has happened over the last few weeks with Mike Gundy.
0: Well, for sure. I mean, again, you just look at his track record. I mean, they've won 10 games, what, six of eight years, yeah. I believe. So yeah, of course, the, the sky is not falling. It's just, as I said during the Kansas game, and I got hate for it, but it's true now, that I think Gunny knows they're in for a long year. That's just that's just kind of how it's going. And so they ob- they absolutely have to beat Kansas State and Baylor to make a bowl game, because I don't think any of us expect them to win many more games after that. So I guess, you know, going to Manhattan, Kyle, I don't know how you feel about the game, but Kansas State's awful. They're they're Kansas bad. So I think that's a silver lining in this game because everyone was riding off, or I guess not everyone. Kyle Boone was riding off OSU when they went to Lawrence, uh, picking them to lose, and you know people were down on them, and they beat a really bad Kansas team. I, I think they could go up there and do the same thing to Kansas State. You know the sky seems like it's falling, but K State's not very good either.
1: Do you know what the line is on the game?
0: Seven, right? Yeah. OSU by seven. Seven.
1: Yeah, seven and a half.
0: Well, I'm I'm laying the points, or I'm I'm taking the points. I I i I'm, I might be picking Kansas State.
1: Do you know what the? Actually, let's just I'll have you guess the Big Twelve lines. Texas, Baylor. You know what the line is?
0: Well, I looked some of these up. I think uh, Texas is thirteen point favorites. Yeah, fourteen. Tech Tech at TCU. Seven and a half.
1: TCU, yeah, and then West Virginia, Iowa State. This is an interesting line.
0: Oh, I haven't seen this one. West Virginia is it at? Iowa State. It looks like it's at Iowa State, yeah. Ooh, uh, West Virginia by eight. Six and a half. Ah, that
1: was a good guess. Five. I would have gone. I would probably have gone ten or, or maybe a little higher. Uh, yeah, I, it's hard though. You know, I, I said in our Slack the other day, I just presume that Kansas State has like twenty eight guys on the roster that they could put in at quarterback. They could put up like five hundred yards on OSU right now, <laughs> based on based on uh, both the past history with Oklahoma state and Kansas state and with what Oklahoma state's defense has done so far this year. It's just, um, I, I don't know. It, predicting these things. It's like, we, you, you write what the hell you want to write. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you write whatever the hell you want to write, Kyle. Yeah, I will. blog. we
1: have, we have, it, but it, you know, we've got all these great like breakdowns and predictions and Dustin Ragusa's, you know, going deep on, uh, you know offensive players to watch and Thomas Fleming and it has all these stats and it's like you get into the game and you're like what is happening like none of this was written about you know some of it is but it's just these things are so difficult to predict and Gandhi says this all the time you know college kids from week to week got their girlfriends and their family you know all this all this whatever I just I don't I don't know I don't know what to expect you know I, I think Cornelius has been and everybody's sick of talking about the quarterback I think I'm might be tired of talking about it as well. I think he I think we're I think he's been pretty decent. Like I think he's been good enough for them to win games. Um and, and so I don't know. I think they could go to K-state and win by two touchdowns or three touchdowns. I really do. I just don't I don't know what to expect this weekend.
0: Well, I don't either, but based on everything I've seen with the defense and running quarterbacks, (laughs) I'm definitely taking the points, and I'm probably going to pick Kansas State. Can't you see Skylar Thompson or Delton or, hell, Snyder could put their fullback in at quarterback and just run the Colin Klein offense. John Holcomb. The broadcaster? (laughs) The the, the color analyst for OSU Radio Play-by-Play? Doesn't K-State have a backup quarterback named John Holcomb? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm playing dumb. Yeah, he's huge too. He's like six four, two fifty or something. I can yeah. see him just running over people, carrying yeah. the safeties ten yards.
1: He's definitely gonna play the. Who was the kid for Baylor, Chris Johnson, that came in at the? Uh, he was like their third string guy behind Stidham that year. Do
0: you remember that? Oh yeah, he turned into Cam Newton in Stillwater. <laughs> yeah chris chris johnson i think was his name yeah i think that was it. he he transferred to houston and became like a tight end and never played again it was it was that's that's the level of osu's defense
1: it's the perfect summary for the gundy era non-2013 oklahoma state defense (laughs) a kid that transfers to houston to become a tight end just lights you up in the biggest game of the year
0: yeah he turned into cam newton it was bizarre it's unbelievable. Uh, and, and, and Kyle, you always bring up the margins for OSU and how many close games they've had. Does any program illustrate that against OSU than Kansas State? It seems yeah. like they always play just psychotic games. Think back to 2016. 2011. 2011, obviously. That was the craziest game they had uh, other than the Iowa State game. But I think there were like seven lead changes the last time they went to Manhattan in yeah. 2016. It was just, I was there. It was a totally bizarre game. And James Washington just. Burned them deep at the end to win it. That was one of those games where you have no idea how she won.
1: That was the uh, the Jordan Stearns pick to end it, right? Yep. Well, they, yep. I was thinking about that game today, and it's like, okay, if that 16 team goes to Manhattan, barely wins on a last second interception, is this 18 team gonna gonna go up there and get a get a win? I look, I, I know K State's very different than they were two years ago, but I, I just i don't know man I, I i just i like i said earlier i i have no idea what to expect pain i expect pain yeah <laughs> for sure okay uh we are going to uh we're going to pick a player to watch this week carson it's time for the coupe Works uh player to watch of the week coupe Works, bring great tasting craft beer in oklahoma city try the flagship f5 ipa the bold dnr belgian strong ale or the refreshing horny toad blonde for your next watch party or get together with friends enjoy a cold coupe works and please remember to drink responsibly carson who are you uh, pre-toasting this week as somebody to watch for oklahoma state
0: well i'm gonna go with our man jd king i like that. uh baffled absolutely baffled at uh, the lack of carries for him last game. Did he get a single carry last game? I'm trying to look it up now. No, he's got
1: six in the last three games. Three against Tech, three against Kansas, zero against Iowa State.
0: Yeah, and I I thought he would be a much, you know, I thought he would get close to 50-50 carries with Justice Hill with the way they were trying to conserve him at the beginning of the year. And look, we're all for Justice getting majority of the carries. I understand that. But if you're not blocking well, wouldn't you think JD King could run through some of those tackles? I remember the first game of the year or maybe the second game where he was stymied in the backfield, made a jump cut and and gained four or five yards. Like he also has some shiftiness to him. I just, I'd like to see JD King be more involved in this game, especially against a a team like Kansas state. seems like right up his alley, his type of football game where both teams like to run the football. So uh, JD King's my guy to watch. And, uh, I don't think we've toasted. I know we're not toasting here, but uh, have you have you cracked a few Oktoberfests lately? I have. They're the best. They're so good. They're I've, so good. I've distributed
1: them to my friends down here. Yeah, they're they they're a hit. I love them. Can't yeah. get enough. It's like it was like fifty eight degrees out this morning. It was just screaming for an Oktoberfest tonight. Not this morning. I didn't drink. I didn't drink any Oktoberfest this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but the weather is is certainly calling for it. I, I like the JD King call. I considered him. I'm gonna go with uh, the the uh, the monster cowboy back that Oklahoma State has yet to fully unleash. I'm gonna go with Jelani Woods. <laughs> I think that you know this is they, they need they need to do something where they're getting rid of the ball uh, more quickly. You know, obviously we saw that against Iowa State, the offensive line or Cornelius, whoever you want to blame it on. I, I saw Adam Watt kind of broke down time timed every single uh pass play that OSU ran which is an an insane person's thing to do um but he's the best and uh he he said it was pretty much the offensive line that that was just allowing uh You know Iowa State to get through and just destroy Cornelius, and uh, so they need to do something that's quicker. And you know there's some there's some different options there, but I don't know. I think after we saw Jelani's first TD against Iowa State, I I think we could see him more involved this week, going over the middle. And I mean, why wouldn't you get him involved? He's a he's a beast. Just get get it to him over the middle and let him run some people over. I I think that would be, um, you know, not that you need to run it every play, but I, I think that would be beneficial for Oklahoma State at this point.
0: Well, he's a mismatch. And I don't know about you Kyle. Whenever I first heard that they were moving him to cowboy back, I was like, man, he must have just flamed out at quarterback. I don't see that move working out a whole bunch at all. I mean, yeah, good good you. for him. He'll try. Like I didn't I didn't expect him to play this year certainly, and I I had serious doubts thereafter. So, that's a really a credit to, you know, we do a lot of criticizing these days, but that's a credit to the coaching staff uh is it McKindeo or McIndoo? I never know how to pronounce his name. McIndoo, yeah. Yeah. The tight ends coach. And or... to
1: and to Jelani for, for making the move. You know, that's Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think we do forget like actually how big he is. He is so big. And it was it was always kind of weird at quarterback. Uh, he was like he made Ben Roethlisberger look small. Uh, but it kind of works at Cowboy back. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I did not see that coming. Uh, but he's he's fast, he's athletic, and uh, it's it's been great so far. I hope they work him in more over the course of the year.
0: Yeah, and I it's a credit to him because l- just think how different those positions are. You go from being a star quarterback in high school to having to block at defensive end. That doesn't sound like much fun, Mm-mm. but he he's embraced it and he's he's really done well. I've been re- I've been pleasantly surprised with just how well he moves, and I, I had doubts whether he could even catch a football. He's such he's so tall and lanky, but he's. He's done very well, so that's I like that call. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, okay, Carson, we need to talk unis. Uh, let's do our uh, our uni preview. Let's get to this week's uniform preview brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Carson, you have submitted your uni. It's written in stone. It is being etched into a graphic by our friend Chris Knox for – Friday and Saturday for our preview. What uniform are you picking for Oklahoma State's road game against Kansas State?
0: Well, once again, I'm not picking what I think they're going to wear. I just said to hell with it. I'm going to pick what I want to (laughs) see and see if I do better with my picks. So, And, again, I I can't believe this is a real stat, but it's true. They have not worn white, white, orange since 2011 when they introduced the new uniforms. It's just bizarre. Uh, I'm going Patriot Pete, white helmet with the orange face mask white jersey orange pants and that's something i i want to see and I, really i was swayed by by chris knox he kind of put together in our slack chat it maybe he can post this on the blog just the the best combos they haven't worn yet and that was one he really liked and he kind of talked me into it so that's what i'm going with
1: i like it i think that would look awesome the white the the uh, excuse me the orange pants with the patriot pete helmet i think would be great
0: Oh, it looks good. I mean, yeah. He's already shown the mock so I'm ready for our uh, our graphic.
1: Carson, I'm going uh I, I I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh no. You know the phrase, hello darkness, my old my our old friend? Yes. I'm going
0: black, white, orange. Oh uh, <laughs> hey, I love it. Shades of 2014, going to Bedlam (laughs) when no one thought they would win, when Mason Rudolph saved the day. They exercised the demons for you and me. You and I both said that's the best combo they had. Yeah. Uh, I love that call. Yeah.
1: I'm going going brand. I'm going traditional. They're traditional black, white, orange. Brand on the helmet, white jersey, orange pants. Oh, I love it. I would love to see that. I would too. I'm in. I want it.
0: We haven't seen it with the I guess we did see it in the Alamo Bowl with the Ed Hardy helmet, but we haven't seen it with just the black. Yeah. With the new unis.
1: Yeah, we, we uh they need to do it. It's it's one it's one of my three favorites that they do. And uh they need something. If they're not gonna get a spark on the offensive line or in the secondary, maybe they can uh maybe they can trot out a jersey that or a uniform set that has one, you know, changed the trajectory of the program when, when they wore it against OU in, in 2014. So I,
0: lo- I love that call. Did you? Here's another crazy stat on uniforms that I recently discovered they've only worn tricolor at home once, and that was homecoming last year or two years ago, West Virginia, where they wore black, orange, white. It was so good, too and they they've never they've worn one tricolor at home. That's what did the, crazy. What did
1: they wear for, so they played Baylor homecoming last year and they wore those those helmets with the number like just the number on the side was that white orange white?
0: Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that is weird cuz the tricolor is is uh it just works for them and uh we yeah, we've seen it a lot on the road. We see it it feels like we see it at Texas every time they go there. But uh yeah not at home. By the way, speaking of <clears throat> their home games, I looked up I looked this up today. Big 12 home games since the start of 2015. So we talked about this last time. They're 15 and 2 on the road in that time in the Big 12, which is crazy. And they are 11 and 8 at home since the beginning of 2015. Wow. But here's here's the thing, Carson. Their point differential on the road is plus 6 on average if you add up all their all their scores against all their opponent scores. Their point differential at home is plus 9.
0: <laughs> How's that and yet they have almost a 500 record?
1: Yeah, it makes it makes zero sense. It almost doesn't even work mathematically.
0: Yeah, how is that even possible?
1: I I mean the wins they've had at home I guess have just been you know they if you beat Baylor 56-14 yeah. or whatever then
0: they've been winning just freaking nail biters on the road exactly exactly
1: it, it, it's, it's all, like i think it's almost statistically impossible to go 15 and 2 on the road with your with your differential only being plus 6 points <laughs> so that either means they're about to start winning a lot of home games or they or they're about to start losing a lot of uh uh road games cuz i just that seems unsustainable
0: It certainly does, no doubt.
1: Okay, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit, and then we will come back and wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head to toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, uh, anything else to, uh, to touch on before we, uh, before we head to the weekend and, and K-State game?
0: Who are you picking?
1: I took Oklahoma State. Yeah, I, I I believe I believe in the infrastructure. I believe in what Gundy's done. Their advanced stats are still really good. Um, I'm they just, are. Yeah. Yeah. And what? Well, they're uh, so. <laughs> this is getting a little wonky, but uh, Bill Connolly has this stat called uh, S&P Plus, and yeah. it, it's uh, you've heard of it, right? Yeah. so they're 21st in that right now in the country
0: wow that shocks me considering i know their losses and how they've lost
1: yeah so now i did find a a situation in 2015 when Notre Dame finished 26th in the country and they went four and eight <laughs>
0: <laughs> that seems flawed to me so
1: i who knows maybe they're an outlier but i yeah i've i've i have faith that they'll write the ship Five and two going into the bye week.
0: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm torn because to me it shapes up a lot like that Kansas game on the road. It really does. They're the better team, better skill players. They should win. But the other side of me saw what Iowa State's freshman quarterback who just kind of runs around was able to do. Actually, he made some really good throws, obviously. But Skyler Thompson came in and torched OSU last year in Stillwater. So if they play him, which it looks like they will, uh, I, I have my doubts. I think I'm going to pick Kansas State. Uh, I am going to pick Kansas State. I'm not really confident about it one way or the other, but uh, I got to see it firsthand. OSU winning on the road um, against Kansas State. Because, I, again, Kyle, I've been up to Manhattan so many times where better OSU teams have lost in years past. Yeah. I remember that like uh, that game where they just got housed and Clint Shelf kind of took over in the second half for West Lunt. Yeah, when Lunt got... And that was the- Injured. Yeah, it's like yeah, 40, was...
1: 48 to seventeen
0: or something. Yeah, I was there. Uh, that's when they <laughs> we talk a lot about the helmets coming a long way. That's when they wore the uh, the orange <laughs> the orange helmet with the orange brand on it and a white face mask. Yeah, it was so. bad. We'll call that uh, invisible brand. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <laughs> we'll call that invisible brand for sure.
1: Oh, it was atrocious. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fair, you know. I, I think that. Wow, four and three going into the bye week with Texas on homecoming—is that—is that a Boynton season? Like, is that <laughs> is that time for is that time to start talking hoops? Uh,
0: probably. Uh, I am I am fascinated to see how the season shakes out because again, Kyle, I would I would be really disappointed if they don't play Spencer Sanders the last four games, considering you can get away with it now. I don't. I don't think they're going to. You just don't think Gundy wants to get him hurt.
1: Uh, yeah, partly. I think I need just, I think he's just, it's in his head that he doesn't, he's just, nope, not going to play him. Nope. (laughs) Freshman. Just
0: just stubborn.
1: Yeah, I really do. And you know, who knows? I mean, you almost have to, if it goes really badly, like if you lose out or, you know, something crazy like that. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think if they win at all, if they're competitive at all, he's going to stick with Cornelius.
0: Yeah, I agree, but I do think it would be bad coaching to not see what Sanders can do the last 4 games considering it's basically it's basically free experience. You know, yeah. and if you're now if you're on the cusp of a bowl and you're still fighting for bowl eligibility, yeah, I could see him just playing Cornelius the whole time, but if it's me, if it's my program, I'm playing Sanders to get him ready for next year because let's be honest Kyle, they're, they're not challenging for the Big 12. I mean, I guess it's important to get to a bowl game, but uh, past that, you're you're really not – you're not really building towards next year at all with Cornelius.
1: How about this? You uh, you lose to K-State. You lose to Texas. So you're 500 with a Baylor game in November on the road after just having gotten throttled by Texas at home with a freshman quarterback ready to come in and, you know, make a spark – for uh, for Oklahoma State, does that sound like a familiar situation that we've seen before?
0: <laughs> he goes full Rudolph and, and beats OU and Norman. Yeah, that's it, it's a little eerie to me. It is that, that, that's pretty eerie. <clears throat> it really is. It's you know it, it, I, I don't you know obviously I think it would I think it would take another injury at quarterback for that to happen. Unfortunately, yeah,
1: I think I think you're right, especially if they're if they're 500 because at that point you still. I, and that's the thing. Like, I think Gundy, I think the combination of his loyalty to older players, to veterans, along with uh, the fact that they're going to s- sort of be fighting for a bowl until the last few games, if they don't qualify before that, uh, combined with the fact that, you know, maybe he doesn't fully trust Sanders or Sanders hasn't lived up to expectations in practice. I just, I, I think we're going to see Cornelius for for most, if not all, the rest of the season. You, you write what the hell you want to write. I will, Bill. I will write the hell what I want to write. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, Carson. Uh, you are you're in Oklahoma City this weekend, huh?
0: Yep, I'll be in studio. We'll be doing a Facebook Live for Channel Five before the games. People can tune into that, and you and I might do a post game show. Yeah, Saturday. we're
1: we're gonna try to uh, as long as everything as long as it doesn't get a triple overtime or something. I think we're gonna try to try to set up a. Uh, a uh, live post game show. People can chime in, send us comments. It'll be on Facebook, and we'll put it on the on the site afterwards. So it should be fun. Sounds
0: good. Have a good weekend. We'll Alrighty. talk to you
1: Saturday. Talk to you later.